decided here at CCC Long Island for the month of May, we want to celebrate our women. You know, too often we, we, we put such a high uh, value on uh, Mother's Day and we actually forget about other individuals who, you know, either have a tr trouble conceiving or, you know, um, you know, lost their mother and stuff like that. So we just want to celebrate women for the month of May. Yeah. Amen. So you saw, you saw the video, and a part of that, we're going to have some women speakers come out and minister. And, and, and for, so for our first guest, for the month of May, we give a round warm welcome to Pastor Rosalinda Rivera. Hi, un placer estar aquí con ustedes. Amen. Cuanto aman a Dios. Wait, wrong church? You say cultural. I'm coming in Latino over here, so praise God. It is such an honor to be with you guys. You don't know, but I'm a part of your online campus, and I watch this service every week. So it feels good to be in the house of God. Amen. Amen. And I want to honor Pastor Bernard and Pastor Karen and also my dear friends, Pastor Jamal and Pastor Rita. They are, they speak into my life. God has used them in a powerful way. And I'm just so privileged to be here with you guys today. I am coming out of a women's conference for three days with 500 on fire women of God. And uh, we started Thursday night, Friday night, all day Saturday. And it's so great to be here Sunday with you. Amen. And I love your photographer and I, we had this talk. I did speech therapy for six years to be able to speak normal. So every time he takes a shot, I'm always like, so I'm going to pose right now because I need a good one. Okay. <laughs> Because you will take pictures and my mouth will be every weird shape because I have to pronounce my words to get it out. Amen? Um, but praise God. You know, God has such a purpose for every single person today. And women, God has a purpose and a calling for your life. You know, and, and growing up, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, what is my purpose? And the topic is womanhood. And I begin to think about that. In the Latino culture, we celebrate a quinceanera. Anybody know what a quinceanera is? Well, when you're 15, you exchange your flats for heels and you walk into your womanhood. But that's what our culture says. And then growing up here, you know, in America, you know, we came from Puerto Rico and my mom was from Mexico. Um, they have sweet 16, right? So you have big sweet 16. And then uh, a lot of people say when you're 18, you're a woman. You know what 18 means in my house? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. When you pay a bill, then that means something. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Let's get real. And so, but you know, I was trying to figure out what is my purpose? You know, what, what am I going to be growing up? And I love to watch the Olympics. How many of you guys watch the Olympics growing up? And I saw Mary Lou Retton land and get a 10. And this is way back. I'm taking, I'm going way back. If you remember Mary Lou Retton and she had gold medal. She did it with a broken foot. And I was like, that is going to be me. 
And at that point in my life, I was like a slim gym. I was just like tall and skinny. I weighed about a hundred pounds and I signed up for uh, the gymnastics and I began to do it. And I was, they would have to adjust the bar for me because I was so tall and all these little girls were, you know, we're doing gymnastics. And my coach was like, you ought to play basketball. So that was it. That dream was over. But then I began to watch track and field and I saw Jackie Joyner and she was like, you know, at the starting point, I was like, that is going to be me. And I was like, I'm going to join. And then my coach goes, do you know what a, a shot put in discus is? He was like, you're not fast enough, but you could throw this heavy ball. <laughs> I was like feeling defeated, you know? And then all of a sudden I saw Christy Yamaguchi. I said, oh, come on, Jesus. I want to wear a tutu and I want to do figure skating. By now I weigh 200 pounds and I look into the eyes and I had a fine looking coach, you know, and, and this before I got married and, and he, he would say, you know, that song, if you fall, I will catch you. I will be waiting time after time. The second time I fell, that boy was out of there. <laughs> and so my skating career came to an end. How many of you know there are some things we believe in, but maybe, just maybe, our time has passed? How many of you know what I'm talking about? There are some things that we shouldn't do. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to steal your dream, but I'm just trying to keep it real. Turn to your sister say, put the bikini down. <laughs> now, hey, 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 I didn't say, husband, turn to your wife because you're going to be fried after church. But the reality is this, the reality is, the reality is that pastor, you're going to have to counsel after church. I'm getting on my plane and I'm out of here. But the reality is this, is that we all look for our purpose. I think that that defines our womanhood. And, and we wonder sometimes, you know, what is it that God has for us? So this morning, I believe that there's three types of people that are in the room this morning. There are some of you that know you're calling. You, you feel like you're walking in that purpose. But when it doesn't pan out the way you thought it should be, see, you, you had, we fantasize of how God is going to take you through his calling for your life, then we can get disappointed. How many of you know what I'm talking about? God, I thought it was going to work this way. There's some of you this morning that you think, you know, you come week after week to church and you just don't feel like God has a specific need for you. But I'm telling you that God is calling you this morning. He made you with a purpose. And then there's a group of people that are in this room and you can't see it. You can't understand it, but you believe it anyhow. You've been through some things. Maybe you were in a, a marriage and, and it failed, but you believe God and he saw you through it anyhow. Maybe the doctor gave you a report of cancer or sickness and you said, man, I don't see at first how I could do it. And you said, but you know, I believe and God took you through it anyhow. Maybe you raised your child in church and the child walked away from God, but you believe how many praying moms do I have here this morning? And you know what? God did it anyhow. You see, God's in the anyhow business. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter if you think it should have went this way or that way. God can do it anyhow. How many of you believe that this morning? You know, I want you to hear me today in order for God to do the impossible, because that's what we think sometimes. We think, God, how can you use me? 
everything I've done and everything I've been through, and you know my family and you know my circumstance, how could he use us? But in order for God to do the impossible, you have to believe. And so this morning, it's funny that all the scriptures came out of Luke. I want to talk to you about Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I know it's not Christmas. And Mary did not think there'd be a hit song called Mary, Did You Know? She did not think that she would be etched into stained glass windows all over the world. Mary's clothes is still in style. Do you know that every year people are trying to do her outfit every single year at Christmas? Mary didn't know any of that. Mary didn't know she'd be in a little nativity that is celebrated all over the world. But God used Mary an impossible situation and an incredible situation and circumstance. And God used her anyways. Amen. You know what I love about Mary is this, is that because she believed she was blessed because she believed she was blessed. And I wonder this morning, how many things have you and I missed out on because we didn't believe how many things, how many times has God tried to call you? And I'm talking to the men in this room too, not just the women. How many things have skipped over us because you couldn't figure it out in your own mind? I'm telling you that when my mom and dad came to Richmond, Virginia, my dad was a warlord of Brooklyn's largest gang. And my mother grew up on a farm in Mexico, milking cows. They would make their own cheese. This is a country little girl. And they came together. I don't know how. I just don't know how that came together. To this day, we're still trying to figure it out. And then God brought him to a city like Richmond. If you know anything about history, a New York Puerto Rican and a Mexican woman shouldn't be in Richmond, Virginia. No how, no way. A lot of history there. And God brought them to begin reaching the hurting and the homeless and the prostitutes. And they would bring them into our house and they would begin to speak hope and life and that Jesus loved them. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you felt used, abused, and broken, that God still had a purpose and a plan. And here's Mary, Mary in the Bible. And I want you to turn with me to your Bible to Luke 1, 26 through 38. Can you imagine if you were being visited by an angel? What if the angel proceeded to tell you that you would give birth to a savior? If, you know, we think of Mary, she's so sweet in that little outfit and she's always so calm, but was she really? How do we know? How do we know she didn't have a little attitude? Because if she was a Puerto Rican Mary, she would be like, huh? Que? Tu quiere que que? You want me to do what? I'm going to have what? But I want us to read together. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, betrothed to be a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her, he said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled. I want you to remember that. We're not always happy or immediately understand when God brings news to us at the saying, and then try to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Now I want to have a little talk with you this morning, because first of all, we got stranger angel approaching her and he comes and he sweets talks and says, Mary, you're favored one of God. She has no idea who this is. Sometimes God will use somebody in your life. You have no idea who they are. And who doesn't want to be called favored one? And I understand that. But you know, just like her, I would have gotten a little nervous. What is this guy up to? What's the catch? 
And that's what the Bible says. So the Bible says she was greatly troubled. That means she was anxious. She was upset. She didn't understand. She was unsettled. And I think that the angel got that because the next scripture as we go in, the angel says, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you're going to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. By now, Mary was probably a little nervous. How many of you would agree with that? Like this guy comes out of nowhere. He's saying, I'm favored. I am going to give birth. I, I, me, I'm going to have this purpose. God has found favor with me. I am pregnant. I haven't even been with anybody. No printress reveal party. And you're going to tell me it's a boy. I don't even get to pick the name. I'm telling you, I really think Mary might've been Puerto Rican because we name all our kids Jesus. I have like 15 cousins named Jesus. And Mary, and the angel goes on to say, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. He is going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? How many times do we tell God, how is that going to work out? Because you know me, I, I've been through stuff. I'm not worthy. I grew up in the church and I sinned. I grew up in the church and I didn't live like I thought I should. And we put condemnation on our life and we think, you know what? God just can't use us. You know, I did this. I'm, I'm a survivor. I've been through a divorce. I've done all. And we think because our life does not look like what we think that God cannot use you. And for a minute, Mary said, I just can't figure it out. And all of a sudden, the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high God will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born and be called holy, the son of God. And on top of that, I just want to tell you, you're not alone because your cousin who couldn't have a baby is six months pregnant with a boy, even though she was barren. See, this morning you come to church and we do this so often. You know, I grew up in church all my life. And how many times do we walk in, hear the sermon, do the worship, praise God. We walk out. We don't even realize, wow, is church over already? Oh, I can't believe a month is gone. I can't believe a year is gone. And church can become very routine for us. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I know because I grew up. I know how to do the church walk and the church life. And before I realize it, I feel empty even though I came in the door. You can come in the door and not be in his presence. Are you hearing me this morning? And so this is what's happening here. And I want you to know that the angel, he just sealed it. He said, look, nothing is impossible with God. How many of you believe that this morning? You see, Elizabeth couldn't have a baby and Mary shouldn't have had a baby. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. Can you turn to somebody and tell them all things are possible in Christ? And this is it. I want you to hear Mary's response this morning. Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel left. I hope you're understanding this morning. She was the right one. It was the right situation, but it's God way and not our way. But her answer was so key. And women, I just want to tell you, if you're lost in your purpose, if you're lost in God's plans for your life, men that are sitting out here and you wonder what is it that God has, sometimes 
It's just saying, not my will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. I can't figure it out. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but it's not my will, but yours. And God just wrecked her plans. She was going to get married. She was going to register at Target. She was going to go on a honeymoon on a chalet on the Mediterranean. I mean, it's all gone. And now God's purpose becomes her predicament. You know, there's seasons in my life that I thought it was right then that God was going to open the door. I thought it was like, man, Lord, I've served you. I love you. I've committed my life to you. I have separated myself to be holy before you. And why is all of hell breaking loose in my life? Why is my marriage struggling? You know, we're, we're getting ready right after this service. Um, in a couple of weeks, we're going on a beautiful, beautiful high, uh, re-honeymoon, 25 years of marriage. But you know, yeah, praise God. Hello, that deserves like an award. I think I have a purple heart. <laughs> you better dig me far, it better be great. But you know, in the fourth year of our marriage, we started hitting heads and it wasn't infidelity, but it was financial struggle. How many of you know that is truly one of the number one problems in the home? And I was like, but God, I thought we were going to serve in ministry together. I thought everything was going to be perfect. I mean, why is this like this? Why were we yelling and, and looking like two people that didn't know the Lord? You know, this wasn't like, I thought we were just going to serve like my mom and dad and, and they spent their life serving you. Why are we going through these struggles? And you know, you can let that, you know, work in your mind and think that you've been disqualified for his purpose, but his way is not your way. And the Lord began to heal us when I realized I couldn't be his savior. I needed to be his wife and stop correcting him and tell him I know what to do better. And I had to let him go and put him in God's hands. Amen. Today, my husband pastors our church and we serve God together, but I couldn't figure out how it was going to work out. And God's purpose was her predicament. And I want you to hear this today is that she never said these words, God, you're ruining my life. God, this isn't going to work. God, this is impossible. But she said, God, if you say so, I want you to say that this morning. If you say so, God, if you say so, God, then I'll submit to you. Even if I'm an unwed mother, even if people in the community will talk about me, even if my own family does not believe that I, God has a purpose for me and they think I'm crazy because I come to this church CCC and we lift our hands and we worship God. Even if it doesn't look like it's going to work, if you say so, God, I'll submit to you. I want you to know this, that blessing comes with a price. It cost her something. See, we just want the blessing. You know, we see people in the pulpit and we say, wow, I want that. I want to be up there. You have no idea. This is just 30 minutes of our week. It's all during the rest of the week. I know Pastor Jamal and Pastor Rita, and I know the things that get unloaded, the problems that they have to ask the Holy Spirit to guide them through because there's a broken marriage or there's an issue in somebody's home. You know, the blessing comes with a price and it cost her something. This morning, maybe you came and you realized that you have a purpose, but maybe you've lost hope because it didn't quite work out the way you thought it would. Three things we can learn from Mary, and I want you to write these down if you're a note taker. Mary said yes. Can you just say yes to God this morning? Mary said yes. She was obedient. She didn't try to talk herself out of it. She replied, behold, I am the servant of God, and let it be according to you. The second thing is that Mary trusted God to work it out. Can we stop telling God how to make it happen in our life? 
Can we stop trying to tell the Lord when he's going, man, you don't see the big picture. The third thing is that Mary gave it all. She gave it all because when he was a little boy, she was just a regular mom and she couldn't find him and she scolded him because he was not found. Then there was a season in Jesus's life where she tried to show him off. How many moms love to show off their kids? You know, there's no wine. Jesus, I need you to do your thing. Finally, we see Mary at that crucifixion and that blessing cost her something because she had to give away the most precious thing. Women, I want to tell you that God might call you, call you to give something away. The blessing comes with a price. I want you to tell your friend, the blessing comes with a price. You know, I know it wasn't easy for Mary. I know people probably talked about her and today maybe you feel like it's not easy for you. You know, maybe you're feeling like, you know, God has this for you, but it just costs you so much. You know, growing up, um, just because I was a pastor's kid didn't mean that I was guaranteed my salvation. I had to make a choice in my life to serve Christ, you know, and I found that because we reached broken people, it was easier for me to believe that God could heal them and not heal me and my brokenness. And this morning, I want everybody to stand to their feet because we're going to do a special prayer for all the women in the house. Could you stand to your feet this morning? I'm telling you that God, if I come here and you walk away with anything today, is that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. I watched my husband go through seasons of his life where he was feeling down and God called me to lift him up. There was times when I was down and God called him to lift me up. Some of you are single today and the problem is you're looking at the wrong places to lift you up. When Jesus makes a promise, he says, if you're in a pit, I will pull you up and I will put your feet on a rock. This morning, I would love for every woman in this house, because we're kicking off the month here at CCC of womanhood, to join me here at this altar. And men, we're going to stretch our hands toward them, and we're going to pray a blessing on every single one of them. Would you come, women, and would you join me here this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalms 37, four through five says, take delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. Ladies, I just wanna speak into your hearts today. I'm gonna tell you that every one of you are in different places and God knows where you are. Don't run from the pain of the process because it's gonna build character in your life. And it's going to give you what you need because when you serve God, I'm going to tell you, because I've been serving God a long time, that it will rain and the waters will come up and the winds will blow. But when you put your feet upon Christ, who is a solid rock, you will not fall down. You will not fall down. You will not fall down. But women, that we have so many ideas and ways to do things. The best thing we can learn from Mary is that she said, let, my, let your will not mine. Let it be according unto your word. So women, what is it that God has for your life? What is that purpose? Don't go to work tomorrow and think that God didn't put those women that agitate you around you so that you could not share the love of God with them. 
You know, I just want to, I feel home here, Pastor. If I can just say this, can we stop walking into church and walking out like a routine without our lives being changed? I'm in a season of my life. I have two kids in college. I've got a little one. I'm married. I run an international ministry in eight countries and I cannot walk into church and walk out the same way. I need something more. And God is calling women. There is a season where God is calling women right now to rise up, to rise up and be a voice for him. And you have a pastor that loves you, that supports women, and that is behind you. You are not alone. And so I just want every woman to do this. I know you're kind of squeezed in here, but when we let go, we open our hands and we surrender to Christ. And I just want you to lift your hands and I want you to surrender whatever it is that the enemy tried to told you that he has no purpose and plan because of whatever you have in your hand, whatever heaviness. And I just want you in your own words, just to surrender it to God and just say, Lord, I give it to you this morning. I give it to you, Lord God, because you did have a dream for me, Lord God. There was a purpose. I believe this morning some of you are authors and speakers and leaders, and the enemy has lied to you in your mind, and you need to give that to the Lord this morning. And men that are sitting out there, would you stretch your hands toward this woman? Because men, we need to learn how to lift up our mothers and our sisters and our wives. And we need to feel as women that we have men that are behind us. And Lord, I just pray right now, Lord God, I come against brokenness. I come against emotional bondage. I come against depression, God. And I come against a lie of the enemy that says that we are not worth it. Because in you, Lord God, Mary is exactly, Lord God, what you needed. You put in her something she didn't know she had in herself. And this morning, I pray that you will reveal to my sisters their purpose, their plan, as they walk out their womanhood honoring you. And Lord, we just ask you right now for your presence to be upon them. Right now, women, I just want to just, I feel this in my spirit. If you have not really made Christ the center and you've kind of walked away from that, I just want to pray over somebody because I just feel like you've been so busy with your responsibilities. Christ hasn't been your go-to and he wants to be the center of your life. If that's you, just right where you are, just, you know, just reach out to him. And Lord, I just, we just put you at the center of our life right now. And Lord God, I just pray that you'll feel the heart of every woman that's here today, that they will walk out clear purpose, clear plan, Lord God, clear passion to serve you and lift your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor. And I, for, I forgot, you know, I never do this because I'm such a bad promoter of myself, but I wrote a book yes. and some of you need this. It's called Dare to Begin Again. Is that God is still writing your story. And I have that there. I also have Wonder Woman, a devotional for women. And um, all of this helps me to reach broken women. Patrick Jamal, you came and I run a house called the Mercy House where women live free for a whole entire year. We house them, clothe them, feed them and help them get their lives together. And I'm so grateful that you came. So I just want to let you know I have that there. Thank well, you. Pastor Rosalinda. Yeah, you can give it up for Pastor Rosalinda. She, she's being modest. As you turn back to your seat, you can hear me. Excellent job. Pastor Rosalinda, she's modest. And as we close, you can remain standing. I'm not going to be long. Um, the mercy house that she runs are not just women uh, that have had hard times. These are women that have gone through. These are women that are part of sex trafficking. 
These are women are part of uh, abusive relationships. These are women, and, and the way she just, her ministry has been used to really develop these women, it's been amazing. So please, let's pray for Pastor Rosalinda and what the, the work that they're doing down in uh, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. Also, it is her book that we're using for Woman Crush Wednesdays. And we've been breaking it down and going through the process, and her book has been helping a lot of women even to the point where I know, uh, you know, some of the f women that are in Women Question Wednesday, they're actually giving that book to some of their friends to help them walk through some stuff. It's a very good book. Let's support. Uh, look, as I was sitting there, you know, what resonated with me was, you know, uh, this pain, you know, with your purpose. And I and I, I used to say, you know. Pastor Rosalinda, we talk a lot, and, and she said, you know, what, what's, what's one of the biggest things? I always thank God for choosing me. And he said, she said, think about this. God chose Mary. We don't know why. But if he chose her, then she was worthy of the very thing he asked her to do. So I'm telling you this today. God chose you. Wherever God has chose you to do, wherever it is that he called you to do it, he chose you. There's nobody else because you have whatever it is that you need within you and around you to be successful. Amen. Pastor Rosalinda, excellent word. Thank you so much. And, and ladies from Women Crush Wednesday, um, I didn't ask her, but yes, she will sign your book. Yes, so you can bring it if you brought it with you today. You can sign, she'll sign your book for you. You know, I'm, I'll make sure we, we we'll duct tape her down to the chair to make sure that she wasn't, don't, won't get up. So, Lord, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for the blessing gift that you've shared with us in the body of Pastor Rosa. So we ask that you continue blessing her ministry, blessing every step that she takes, preparing doors that she hasn't even seen open yet, anoint her fresh, touch her tongue to speak a word in season, wherever she goes. To the greatest, down to the least. So Lord, I pray for the individuals that were under the sound of her voice. That you will continue allowing this message to marinate that we have to understand that there is pain within the purpose. But like Mary said, Lord, your word, I, I will stand. Your will be done. I don't need to know all the details, but I will walk with you. So we pray for the courage, the patience, the persistence, the discernment to move as you have asked us to move. And Lord, we pray for our women as we celebrate them throughout this month, that they will become strong women, women of God, representing Christ in culture, unashamed and unapologetic. We ask that you have your way. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Come on, CCC. We're going to do this today, right? We got this. This Bible is our primary source of faith. This Bible is our rule of conduct. This Bible creates the lens that we see life through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your Sunday.